Welcome to another Film Stuff. This week's episode is sponsored by The Sound of Freshly Falling Snow. It's supposed to be spring now, but... But then it was like 10 days before Easter. Feels like now's the time to snow. Oh my god. Today, we are going to talk about how coronavirus will be affecting the media. What we're interested in, how this will actually affect afterwards or, you know, going forward. We take for granted a lot of the services and we take for granted a lot of the stories that are part of our daily lives, but these things will also be affected by the lockdowns. Production has come to a screeching halt. Advertising money is changing hands and companies that have a lot of cash will weather the storm, but a lot of new, brand new platforms and a lot of divisions of companies that are just starting out may not. We won't notice immediately a lot of the changes. Mm. In the world of live sports, it's immediately apparent because you turn on ESPN and there's like no sports matches playing. It's just reruns of things and sports center on repeat because they have no programming that isn't live yep. sports. But for regular television and regular programming around movies, things like that, it will not be immediately apparent. And I think not everybody who understands how media gets made knows exactly how these changes will affect the types of programming that we're used to consuming. So we're gonna talk about a couple different ways. The first is movie theaters. Let's talk about movie theaters for mm -hmm. a second. The United States box office is measured in ticket sales. Ticket sales. So we have dollars. It made X amount of money at the box office during opening weekend. Korean box office is measured by number of seats. So it's the number of people who actually saw it. Why is it even important? It's basically kind of like Nielsen's ratings. It's mm -hmm. how you determine which movies get continued, continually shown. Mm -hmm. So something that does not do very well does not get wider distribution. And so it used to be back in the day that your movie went out to the big cities first. It went out to New York, it went out to LA, two to four weeks before it went out to the rest of the nation in the US. And then it was really popular, people liked it, audiences had a good reaction, they recommended it to their friends, more people bought tickets. Then it would show up in more theaters, it would go to the suburbs of the city, if it continued to do well, then it would go to nationwide release. And they used those pilots and those ticket sales to determine how many theaters it should be distributed in, how many days it should screen for, how many showings they should have at each theater. So the movie theaters are shut, which means that if your film was scheduled to come out, it's likely been canceled because producers are terrified that they're not going to make any money of back course. on their film. And if you don't make money back on the film, then the next film doesn't get made. There's movie makers and then there's movie distributors and they're two different groups. Mm -hmm. And they usually buy and sell movies at film markets. Mm -hmm. and the film markets aren't happening. <laughs> it happened in Berlin, which was very early in February. However, the coronavirus outbroke really hugely uh, in China first. And a lot of Chinese distributors or buyers couldn't come to Berlin all. A lot of people might not also know, China is one of the biggest film distributor as well as maker. Second largest film market in the oh, world. Oh, true, after America. Either there's no competition, so you get lower price of your film, or nobody actually is interested in this film. So no, no one actually wins. Two problems there. One problem is that none of the Chinese distributors are able to purchase films. None of the Chinese filmmakers are able to sell films. So there's like less economic activity in general. And then also companies that came with big budgets to buy certain properties now can't. People that came with large budgets expecting to buy the rights to distribute a large amount of films now had nowhere to spend their budget. And so are scrambling to buy a lot of weird properties that nobody's particularly mm. interested in. 
the other film markets that are maybe happening in May and April. And They're June not happening. Have been canceled. They're not happening. They're not at happening all. anymore. So that's a very interesting change to the ecosystem in film. As a result, I think for sure a lot of the big players, the large studio systems that have other sources of funding that can afford to weather the storm will, and all the smaller outfits will fall apart, which is in my opinion, not a great thing for the film industry. Already we've had so many problems with monopolies. In Korea, in Hollywood, it's a worldwide problem. Everybody just has these big money-making intellectual properties. Like Marvel. Like Marvel. Like Disney. Like Disney, because that's reliable. Like last year, like it was basically like 70% out in the movie theater was owned by Disney. Which is nuts if you that's, think about that's it. That's like, scary. There's always a balance in films between the story side and the business side. And what happens in times of crises is that the business side always wins. And I understand why, because you have to keep people employed. That's one of your jobs as the manager of a company. Being a CEO or being a creative director or being somebody that calls the shots is you want to keep the people that you employ employed and you also want to keep your business afloat so that you can keep doing things which requires you to make really tough decisions about what properties get made or what properties get distributed i understand that and i'm not against it but i do think that for creativity and storytelling in this particular climate it means that large companies are not going to green light things that they would have six months ago we're going to have less diversity in storytelling people are going to be much more risk averse we're going to wind up having a large number of small shops that just can't hack it. And in the case of individuals too, that aren't working in a large film industry, we're gonna see people that could have gotten their film made because they scrapped it together, are not gonna be able to scrap together their film because all of their gigs that kept them paying their rent have evaporated overnight. I think there's a few parts. Number one, after this kind of big crisis, it definitely will affect the next storyline people will tell. Because there's a lot of things happening in conversation right now is that's evoking people's like um, emotions, which will be a big topic for next year or the coming years. Do you agree? I do. I mean, very rarely in the past have we had moments that, if not unite us all, at least affect us all. Mm -hmm. I mean, a big one that I can think of are the world wars, World War I and World War II, the Vietnam War. Those affected a lot of different people in a lot of different countries. And crises like that, just think of how many movies and how many books have been made about those subjects. With that era. That era has deeply affected all of us. There's so much stuff about both of the world wars in every media possibly imaginable. This is one of those type events. This is one of those things, like e just even little stuff, like the Spanish flu of 1918 made its way into twilight, okay? <laughs> Think about that. Since 1918, that's when Carlisle found me, dying of Spanish influenza. The coronavirus will make its way into our storylines. And even if it's not directly like the coronavirus happening, I think we'll see different villains in action movies. Mm -hmm. So if you look at Hollywood movies in particular in the 90s, there was like a lot of action movies had these like weird Russian villains. Spies. Yeah. An officer of the Russian intelligence service. And the government, they gave me no choice. Every spy is exactly. yeah, from lots Russia. Lots of espionage, lots of Russian villains, like the Bond type, the like diehard type. That was a kind of an archetype that it's like, 
made it to the film industry right not because of the i think it's the big background or historical background of, of america and russia having this cold war and it's just like uh exactly the cold war was a huge factor mm-hmm, in that. Mm-hmm. so in 2001 9-11 happened the terrorist attack world trade center we understand that a plane has crashed into the world trade center we don't know anything that was huge which was huge and had a huge impact on the american psyche and so then after that the villains and action movies you know in the next i don't know decade look really different it's now middle eastern terrorist groups it's now you know terrorism the is the new villain i think i've unlocked a source for a terrorist there is no doubt tonight that war has begun and the Iraqi capital is experiencing shock. It's and very, all. very different. And we've now gotten a little bit more nuanced about it. Of course. <laughs> we so were... still have an incredibly long way to go in Hollywood. Do not mistake me. I'm not I'm not complimenting Hollywood's job of representing, you know, Middle Eastern people on screen at all. There's a long way to go here. <laughs> of course. We're not we're not particularly saying we solved all the problems here. No. But I am saying that that shift from Russians you know, Russian spies to Middle Eastern terrorists it was is a result of a shift that happened in the culture. And I think we're going to see a lot more pandemic-related villains. We're going to see a lot more government-control-related issues. Mm-hmm. We're going to see more uh, leaders that corruption, yeah, that pe- people don't trust, that are corrupt, that are a little bit megalomaniacal. I think that that's a thing we're going to start seeing because mm-hmm. what each film market's anxieties are going to be slightly different. But I do think that as a whole, storylines of movies will be affected. Definitely. One thing we haven't talked about is production yet. Production. Mm. Mm -hmm. Production has also come to a grinding halt. Of course. I mean, the thing that people don't realize is these things are planned for months and months and months in advance. You're in development for a film for sometimes years before it finally gets greenlit and decides to get made. Okay, now we got the green light and we're going and we have our dates and we have our funding. I mean, it still takes months to plan this thing out. And then you're shooting, if it's like a Hollywood movie, between 45 days, 30 if you're really low budget, to 61, 90, or if you're Lord of the Rings, you could be gone for 18 months, who knows? Exactly. And then you're in post-production for nine months. Mm-hmm. It takes Sometimes a year years. and a half if there's like crazy VR. It takes yeah. years to make this stuff. But furthermore, there's no clear plan for when this stuff is going to start up again. Mm-hmm. And so if film production doesn't start up, it's going to be not now, but that stuff is going to be thrown off schedule. So we're going to experience like this weird gap in like six months where all the stuff that was supposed to come out just isn't coming out. Mm-hmm. And in the past, there's been writer strikes. And I urge anyone who isn't particularly familiar with it to look up some of the more famous writer strikes that have happened. So there was a very recent one in television. And what I remember is all the writers that were unionized decided that they weren't going to write for the programs. They went on strike to get better wages and better deals and have more negotiation power. That's the whole purpose of a union. And there's a lot of that, particularly in American television. The sight of all you people gathered here in unity together to fight for your right to a fair contract tells me without a shadow of a doubt we are going to win this thing. So they went on strike, but what happens is that because it takes so long to edit stuff together, that the stuff that's that was already filmed with the good writers is what's airing in the middle of the writer strike. Mm-hmm. And it's the stuff coming down the line in a couple months. That's what's being affected. So then there was this really awkward three-month gap where suddenly every television show you loved got really bad. And then people at work were talking about like, 
man, what was up with the episode last week? It was just not good. And people were sort of sitting around. After fear, I was like, <laughs> like after like a second wave almost. So the writers sort of knew that the writer strike is going to have to be long enough for people to really pay attention. And that's the truth is that it's delayed. It's not quite as simple as live sports where you turn on the TV and there's no sports happening. The new stuff has come to a halt. And so there's gonna be a gap. And I reckon between three, six, nine months, probably we'll feel it in six months. In the fall, we'll really feel it. We don't really feel it right now. Yeah. In a time like this, turning to the things that you love, which are the worlds that other people have created. That's a very natural and normal thing to do. And these types of escape hatches and forms of self-expression and art and forms of commerce are important. Please remember in this moment, think of the filmmakers, think of the storytellers. Please remember that these stories that we are all consuming with our time in quarantine to keep from boredom are important and that somebody has to make them. And let us hope that at the end of all of this, we will be realizing as a society how important they are and we will be paying our filmmakers better. We will be giving them better working conditions because the stories that we tell, they were always an important part of our daily lives, but now it's been thrown into relief just how important they are. Thanks very much for listening. Hope all of you stay safe out there. I don't know, that sounds like I'm a radio host now. Drive safe out there. <laughs> <laughs>